0: Business leaders and apply their wisdom to your life and business. Welcome to Thrive Thursday with Doctor Yushai. This week on The Business Couch with Dr. Yushai, I had Stephen Pesavento, real estate entrepreneur, host of the Investor Mindset podcast, and managing partner of Von Finch Capital. Join me on the couch. On Insight Sunday, Stephen shares his story of switching careers multiple times, learning lessons on the way, and finding his passion in real estate. He also talks about lessons he learned about mentorship, money, wealth, security, and investing. On Story Tuesday, Stephen shares three lessons he learned from a deal that cost him $75,000 and how both negative feelings and growth opportunities can coexist. We also talk about the role of gratitude and how to think about setbacks in ways that can transform them into powerful learning experiences. If you haven't yet, go back and listen to episodes 76 and 77 to learn from a growth-minded entrepreneur who is constantly learning and improving to continue driving his success forward. Today, I'm taking a little bit of a different approach. I'm going to be a little bit less hands-on and a little bit more free-form. And so I want to start today with just introducing the question, have you ever struggled with stress? Not only do we sometimes get overwhelmed with too much stress, sometimes we don't experience enough of it. And in this part, part three of my multi-part series on practical and tactical emotion engineering, I'm covering different emotions that you may want to experience and you might want people working in your business to experience, in addition to emotions that you wish you could reduce or avoid altogether. And whether that's for yourself, in business, for your teams or clients, I'm sharing fundamental principles that you're going to need to understand, handle, and reverse engineer whatever reactions arise so that you can learn how to create the ones you want, and engineer your outcomes. Before we dive in, I wanted to share that the Business Couch with Dr. Yishai is brought to you by Adaptability Coaching and Consulting. If you lead a six or seven plus figure business and experience a drag or dip in your growth, if you notice diminishing engagement or passion in your business, if you want to eliminate exhaustion and burnout in yourself or your team's, If you sense that you or your company would grow faster and stronger, if you could just pivot efficiently and effectively when circumstances change like they had so much in 2020, then you've got an adaptability problem. Adaptability coaching and consulting will give you and your business the psychology and neuroscience-backed tools to understand and leverage core adaptability skills through the unique 3D adaptation framework. You can learn to harness and leverage core adaptability skills to grow yourself and your company. You can learn to become fast, flexible, and formidable. You can learn to turn tough circumstances, reactions, and exhaustion into energy, excitement, and excellence for you and your company. To learn more, go to dryeshaid.com coaching or dryeshaid.com consulting. And now without further ado, let's dive into practical and tactical emotion engineering part three, a simple guide for your stress. Stress can be tough. And it can be also fickle. You know, sometimes stress can really bear down on you and it's so hard that you get kind of locked up and frozen and you can't get anything done. Other times, you might even wish you had a little bit more stress to motivate you to get things done. Like when you're having a hard time getting off the couch and getting yourself to work or getting out of bed and getting yourself to do what you need to get done. What if you had control over the tap through which stress flows? What if you could turn it down when it's overwhelming you with a gushing torrent, or turn it up when it's barely trickling a drop and you need the motivation to do what needs to get done? I wanted to start by talking about a health psychologist, speaker, and author, Kelly McGonigal. In her TED Talk, How to Make Stress Your Friend, she talks about research on all of the negative effects of stress, and in particular, how it's been shown in lots of science and psychology and medical research to have all of these negative outcomes, including higher rates of things like heart attack, mental health issues, and even death at a younger age or higher risk of death in other medical situations. What's really interesting is she followed that up with research that she and some of her colleagues did that showed that this kind of Experience of stress, all these negative effects of stress are completely mitigated when you have different beliefs about stress, meaning they only really exist and affect you if your perspective on stress is that stress is harmful or bad and unhelpful, and if it's going to be or create worse problems. If you believe that stress is or can be useful or even helpful to you, then so many of those effects. Disappear. That relationship in statistics is called a full or complete mediation, where one factor or variable, in this case, beliefs about stress, completely predicts and is the core of or the way in which one variable, stress, affects another variable or an outcome like heart attacks, mental health issues, and Generally, more negative outcomes in a lot of different domains. So, what's the real deal with stress? Well, I think it's helpful if we take a little bit of time and break it down. So, I think it's really important to take a step back and look at the three D's of adaptation, which I know I've talked about in a number of different episodes previously data, direction, and drive. Data is about how important it is to understand that every reaction we have, which is helping us or trying to help us to adapt is there to provide us some information or draw attention to something that's really important. In the case of stress, often it's drawing our attention or trying to push us to get something done because it is quite important that it gets done. Now, obviously, there are a lot of different kinds of stress reactions. People talk a lot about fight or flight, and it is really helpful to recognize there might be a difference between the kind of stress that's about getting something done and the kind of stress that might be about a threat, danger, or something else. What stress is there to direct us is it is there to motivate, to push, sometimes to give us a kick in the backside. I know it can be really uncomfortable. Sometimes it feels like you're getting poked or prodded or hit with a stick, in a sense, with that stress. And all of that is trying to push you to ensure that something gets done. In a sense, stress is an emotion of urgency. It's there to press and push and cajole you and motivate you to recognize something needs to get done. And if it doesn't get done, then that can be really problematic. And for that reason, stress can walk itself into or come along with other emotions like anxiety. Now, when I talk about anxiety here, I don't mean an anxiety disorder or a psychological issue. What I'm referring to is when you experience worry or concern about an outcome that is not desirable when something might not go well. So stress here, its job is to direct you, your attention, motivation, and your behavior, your actions, to ensure that something that is important to get done really does get done. And the third D, drive, is all about hitting the gas, in the sense that Rather than hitting the brake or slowing you down, the job of stress is to really push and press you, not just towards getting something done, which is the direction, but rather really to motivate you and ensure that you don't kind of slack off or that what needs to get done doesn't get forgotten. So the drive is really to push, motivate, and get you to do what really needs to get done or to make sure it gets done even if you're not personally doing it. So with all of that context, I think it's really important and I wanted to talk about a couple of exercises that can be really helpful in understanding and dealing with and even engineering stress. One exercise is going to be about reducing or addressing stress when it is too high or too much. Another exercise is going to be to evoke stress when it's really helpful or necessary in order to motivate and get you or your people to get something done. So for the first exercise, reducing stress, the first thing that really needs to happen once you understand the three Ds of stress is you need to first really clarify what exactly needs to get done. Now, there are a few different ways to do that. One strategy is to make a list. It's really important that you clarify it though, because if you don't have that clarity, then you might feel pushed and a sense of urgency and it can be really challenging to know what is it that that particular stress in that particular moment is telling you and trying to ensure that gets done. The second step is you need to organize yourself so that you can really tackle it effectively. Maybe that entails redrafting that list so that you can prioritize based on what's most urgent, most important, or perhaps easiest to knock off your plate. Third, estimate the time that it's going to take you to get those tasks completed. And then make sure that you set aside that amount of time, that you allot that time in your schedule, your calendar, your day, your week, your month, whatever it is, so that it can be completed in that time frame. Fourth is to outline steps really specifically, one by one, in terms of what you need to get those items done, whether that's on your own, recruiting help, or delegating to others whether that involves learning or developing some new skills, or even putting in place systems or processes to help that go along faster. Ultimately, what you really need to get to is to set yourself to the task and get things done. And so what I just talked about in this exercise to reduce stress is to really put yourself together to clarify what needs to get done, to be intentional about gathering your resources and being organized so that you can really get those things done and make the most of your time and be productive in doing it. Now, if you're experiencing a different kind of issue with stress in that it's not just overbearing, but you are stuck in a cycle of really challenging or difficult emotions, then what might really be helpful is to take some time, learn some skills to relax, whether that's mindfulness or meditation and If the stress is really that bad, it might be important or helpful to seek some support or help, whether that's from other people around you or from a therapist. Ultimately, though, the stress is not going to go away when its job is to ensure something gets done. If that thing or those things, the tasks, the projects, the outcomes, the results are not done or not completed yet. And so that's the place to really think about and understand it in a purposeful or functional way, is that your stress is here to try to ensure that something that does get done really gets done. And I know I'm saying that probably ad nauseum. The reason I keep hammering at that point is the way to get your stress to come down is to be intentional about that as a process, Now, some people have the reverse issue where they're struggling to get motivated, to pull themselves or push themselves into being productive and doing things, even when in their brain or their heart of hearts, they know that it needs to get done. So I'm going to offer you an exercise to help evoke your stress, not in a way that's just about freaking yourself out, but in a way that's really designed to harness those three D's for adaptation to ensure that you move forward and get those things done as efficiently, effectively as possible. So first, similar to the first exercise, you really need to clarify what you want to get motivated and get done. Again, you can use a list or some other tool, but it's really, really important that you clarify. Because without clarity, again, it's going to be really hard to direct yourself, to direct your thoughts, your attention, and to really evoke that kind of motivation. Second, it's really important to ask yourself, why is it important that you start working on this and getting it done and really tapping into that why? A few ways you can do that is you can ask yourself, is it worth the time and energy? And if it really isn't, then might it be worthwhile or possible to set it down or forget it Or give it away. Ultimately, do you really need to get this done? Is it really that important? Is it that urgent or not? And if it is worth the time and energy, even if that might just be to avoid a negative consequence or outcome, then it's really, really important. And I'd encourage you to dive in and list out why. Consider the positive or negative outcomes and results, just like I was talking about. In what way would doing this move the needle? Whether that's for your business, for individual team members, or even for your clients, whether that's for yourself or others, if there is a tangible, specific way, an important reason that it will move the needle, that it's important to get it done, now you're tapping into that kind of motivation that stress is designed to bring you. Third, ask yourself what resources you need and make sure you set yourself up so that they are as readily available as possible. Maybe it's energy or sleep. Maybe it's attention or focus. Being aware of what those resources are and how you can set yourself up so you have as readily and easily available the maximum resources is also going to set you up for success because you'll have fewer barriers that get in the way. And this is something I hear all the time, that people who are struggling to be motivated, that they are either tired, or they're feeling low energy, or there are other reasons that their resources, whether they're internal or external, are low. And when those resources are low, of course they're going to have a hard time. They might experience other, sometimes competing emotions or reactions, like exhaustion that are letting them know that they don't have the energy that they need to recharge. And if they don't recharge, then they're not going to have those available resources. So that third piece, which is really, really important, is to be clear, intentional, and set yourself up to have all the resources you need to do what needs to get done. Especially once you have that sense of why it is important and what is so important about it. And I'll give you a couple of additional tips for that process of evoking This kind of stress. Last week in episode 75, I was talking about when we experience excitement that pulls us toward and tells us to invest more resources versus discouragement, which tells us to divest and put in less energy and effort. And one thing I talked about there that I really uncovered is the thought process and tactical questions to create the experience and expectations that tap into excitement. And some of that is what you can tap into here. I know I mentioned anxiety earlier as a potential motivator, and so is excitement. And in a way, they're both two sides of the same coin. Anxiety looks forward. It's an anticipatory emotion that looks forward and says something may not go well, and we really need to be prepared or Put our resources and our thoughts and get ourselves together to mitigate or reduce that possibility. Excitement, on the other hand, is also anticipatory, but it anticipates a positive, pleasurable, fulfilling outcome. And if you want to tap into that, it's really important that you can ask yourself those questions of what happens if this really does go well? What can the implications be? What are the consequences? And that ties itself right back into why. The question of why something is important is both at the core of stress and the way it pulls and pushes us to get something done, and is a huge core motivator, both for us and for others. One thing that Simon Sinek often talks about, and he talks about this in his book, Start With Why, and he talks about it when he speaks, is that sharing Why something is important or meaningful, what the vision, the desired outcome, what the implications are, what it creates, why it's important, why it's meaningful, why it is fulfilling or creates a better world to engage in something, to make a choice, to choose to act, whether that's for yourself to do the work you want or need to get done. Whether that's to motivate your teams so that they know what their contribution is or whether it's your potential clients or customers so that they understand how their choice to spend money, to buy from you, to work with you contributes to something important, meaningful, even greater as a mission for them and for the world sharing why is so compelling because it taps into, at its core, the way that stress is designed to function. Which is to say, stress is there to let us know when something needs to get done because it is important enough to choose to act, to do something about it. And so today, I've talked about stress, when it shows up, how it shows up, why it shows up. And I've given you two different exercises so that you have more control over the tap through which stress flows with the understanding of the mechanisms and why they work that way. And on that note, I'll see you next week.